Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I am Jim O'Loughlin. I am Sean's dad. And today is different. Um, <laughs> this is something that we've never done. Every day is different. We're doing things a little bit different. So this month, you know, this is our, our episode for the month of May. Hmm? And as I talked about in our last episode, I think May is a big concert month for me. I'm seeing a lot of shows. And one of the shows that I was going to see was The Interrupters and Frank Turner and Chuck Reagan and Laura Jane Grace. And uh, Sam, my wife, decided that she didn't need to go to that show. She didn't really know those artists too well. And she was happy to just stay home with the kids. And so I took dad. So this was a a YNL That's right. Kind uh, of in- outing. Impromptu. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Laura Jane Grace wasn't able to attend the show. So we didn't get to see her, but we did get to see the other Which artists. Which was really, and, she she was like the main one out of all of them that you really wanted to see again, correct? Yeah, she was kind of the main. Sam bought the tickets for me for Christmas because of her, because she knew that I wanted to, to right. see her live. Right. So that was unfortunate. Um, but I was still really excited about the interrupters. I wasn't as excited about Frank Turner because I didn't know his music as well. But I think after this show, I think that is kind of turned around i'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later but what we did (laughs) was we decided to just pull out our an iphone on the drive down there and just record like our pre-show kind of anticipations and listen to listen to one song each from the interrupters and from frank turner in the catalog yep because that was the co-headliner so we took one song from each of them and we listened to it in the car and you'll hear those recordings in a minute. I'm warning you, the quality is very, very bad because it was recorded. One of them connected to the Bluetooth, and that was sounds even worse, uh, Bluetooth in the car. But then we eventually <laughs> just recorded on the iPhone, and it's still equally as bad. But um, you can, you know, you, you'll get the gist of kind of what we're saying. It's kind of us talking about our initial impressions of the songs, especially Dad. You didn't really know one of the songs very well, no. or either of them. You probably hadn't really heard one. Too I heard much, a little, right? but I didn't. Uh, I didn't know too too much. Yeah, so I'm going to play that in a minute. And then what we did is we came back and we talked about it kind of a couple weeks afterwards. We kept having our recordings interrupted by illnesses and weddings and things like that, but (laughs) car problems, all that kind of stuff. Illnesses, weddings, and car problems. Yeah, you know. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) But we we finally got back in the studio and and we recorded kind of our afterthoughts after kind of having time to reflect on the show. And we we are going to play a little bit of a sample of the songs that we talked about that we recorded from the stands at the show. So you know, we'll, we'll get into it. But before uh, we go back in time to listen to our pre-show recordings from the car, 
Uh, I want to remind everybody to check out Pantheon Podcast. We're proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's chock full of amazing music podcasts. And if you like this show, I guarantee you will find more shows there that you would like. You can check them out at pantheonpodcast.com. Remember to check out us on social media. We are on Twitter, I guess. I mean, we're not super active, but we're on there. Uh, same with Instagram. Our most active place is the Facebook group. We have a You're Not Listening Facebook group. All of it is linked in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to support us, you can buy some stuff from our Teespring store. We have some cool merch with uh, cool designs on there, and it just helps us keep the show going because it is not free to put on this show. Nope. So we appreciate it, all that support. So thank you so much for everybody that has purchased from that. And uh, remember to send us pictures if you're wearing your gear out in public. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Do we have any other housekeeping before we go back in time? Mm, no, I don't think so. You know that, um, remember that, that we were both on that show with Jesse Jackson, it was a Springsteen show back in the day? Yes, well, set listing. Uh, yes, set listing. Bruce Springsteen. He's on Pantheon now too. He just joined. Nice. So they, Welcome, they let, Jesse. let him in stuff. So he's a good guy. He's got Welcome like, to the Pantheon. He's got pod like eight hundred. No, he's close to a thousand shows. I think he does one a week. And yeah, I don't man. Know how people find time? You know, there are some podcasters that that pump out episodes daily. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Can't. No. 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 All right. Well, let's go back in time, and then uh, we'll be back in the future. Yeah, I know. Do I have any cool, like... Uh... Going back in time music? I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Sean's dad, Jim. Driving. Yeah, it sounds... What's up, people? It sounds different for a couple of reasons. One is that I've had a really nasty cold the last couple of days, so my voice sounds just awful. But we're also in the car. We are heading down to Boston to... What is the place called? MGM? M MGM. The new venue, MGM, outside of Fenway Park. Yeah, it's like attached to Fenway Park. The place is awesome. Uh, should have let that guy cross. Which, I should have, yeah. Sorry about that, buddy. Uh, My bad. Don't podcast and drive. That should be a bumper sticker or a t-shirt. Yeah, right at this point, probably. Um, but what we are heading down to uh, the MGM down in Boston to see Frank Turner <laughs> and the Interrupters. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a couple songs, or one song by each of those artists. We're going to get our initial reactions i think and then we will uh go to the show and then come back and do the rest of this episode in a normal recording space where we can talk about our impre our impressions afterwards does that sound good yeah interesting which one do you want to do first uh interrupt us all right so i think the song that we're going to do i tried to look at the set list before because i thought i kind of pre-planned this even though it's kind of off the cuff oh yeah but oh uh, nice surprise sean <laughs> yeah thanks you know, I wanted to pick songs that I knew that they would play. So I think we're going to do one of the, their newest singles is called Raised by Wolves. I like that one. Yeah, so we'll do that song. So if you want to play along at home, now is a good time to go ahead, click the link in the show notes, and listen to <coughs> Raised by Wolves by The Interrupters. And then you can hear our initial reactions to it. And then there will be another another song, I guess. We'll, we'll yeah. figure out how we do it. Conversation. Um, we'll do We'll do back-to-back -back songs. And then talk about it after the show, too, and give our impressions of what we saw of the two songs we're talking about now. Yeah. If it feels a little clunky, this is our first time doing this. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I'm driving. We could have done it with the Glen Gary Boys show. We, we that's right. To see Glen Gary Boys. But, that's right. All right. So we're going to go. Go ahead. Listen to Raised by Wolves by the Interrupters, and then come on back, and we'll talk about it. All right, initial reaction, Dad. Uh, 
was good. I liked it. I yeah. liked it. I liked your voice. Yeah, I think she sounds a lot like Joan Jett. But you know what I was going to say is like, wait a minute. I thought there was a female lead singer because I kept thinking like, it sounds like a dude, sounds like a guy, sounds like a guy. But then when you said, yeah, it's kind of a Joan Jett feels like, oh, okay. Now, then I had that image like, yep, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. She definitely has that yeah. that low gravelly punk rock voice going yeah. on. I'm trying to think like Is there someone else Besides Joan Jett Who she sounds like But I couldn't get away From the Joan Jett sound Which Like there's someone else You know Especially like in that other song Always maybe But that's Joan Jett Yeah (laughs) (laughs) I played Well I played a little bit of uh, Take Back the Power Which is probably their biggest song Yeah And I think she sounds a lot Like Joan Jett In that one Um, But you know I I didn't like this song The first time I heard it I thought it didn't sound Too much like their other ones Is this new? I think it's fairly new. I think it's one of their newer releases. Okay. But um, they grew on me a lot, and I really like it now. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it live. I know they're going to play it tonight. I have a feeling it's one of those uh, sing-along songs. Yeah. That everyone in the crowd, especially people who really know them really well. I think they do a lot of that. I think their yeah. show is a lot of it is about unity and togetherness and stuff. They kind of push that. Yeah, and raising kids in the, in the wild. Yeah, well, you know. It's all about family values Right Well, they do another song um, Called Got Each Other And they actually recorded it with Rancid Okay And I was really hoping that they would play tonight Because that's another one of my favorites But they haven't It hasn't been on the past set list So I I assume they're not going to play it Really? But that is all like The first line is If you are alone tonight You can come with us If you don't have friends or family Or people that you trust We will be your confidants Your sisters and your brothers And then the chorus is we don't have much, but we got each other. Oh, okay. So that's like, from all of the live videos and stuff, and you know, the, the banter between songs and stuff, like that's kind of the feel that I, I feel like that's the, the message that they try to put out there in their show. So yeah. I think it's going to be a good, a fun, positive show. And they have some ska stuff out too that, that oh, they definitely do. So. Picked up on the ska, yeah. Yeah. High energy, huh? Yeah. So okay. this is, you know, this is a cool song. I, I'm excited to see what it's like. Live, but now tell uh, me about the interrupters. I don't know a whole lot about them. You know, I don't know. Thank, thank you for bringing me, by the way. Yeah, no problem. My wife, thank you so much, Sam. She actually got me these tickets for Christmas. Sam's a real rock star. Laura Jane Grace, who is the singer from Against Me, was supposed to be opening the show as well, but she uh, had to had to cancel for some reasons that were out of her control, apparently. So uh, we're not going to be looking into her songs today, but. Um, I don't know too much about the interrupters either besides their music. I just kind of like, I started listening to them a couple of years ago and I just got into it. Did you just find them randomly on a, on a Pandora or a Spotify or a... I honestly don't know. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It probably came up that way. But um, yeah, no, I just, I really like them and I listen to their music a lot and I don't know too much about them personally. So it's... Uh, do, you, do you remember when we did the one um, about the struts? Yeah. We did a song about the struts? And we had a lot of people like who like the struts and have always followed the struts kind of chime in and like, oh, you know, I'm glad you're doing this song. I love them and stuff. I have a feeling this is going to be more of the same. Yeah, possibly. You know, they're like, oh, rabbit they're doing, fan they're base. Doing, they're doing the interrupters, and I never, you know, I thought they were going to do some more Gene Pitney or something like that. It's like, oh, well, you know, they're doing something cool. So I, I have a feeling that you're going to get some response from, from yeah. this. Cool. Seems like kind of yeah. a, a nice niche fan base kind of thing. So right. Well, do you want to do a Frank Turner song? Sure. All right. So um, I think the only I think the song that I was thinking of doing was "If Ever I Stray." Okay. That's one that I that yeah. I like. I don't know that one. I know his big hit. 
Yeah, he's got a couple hits out there. This was this one was one of his singles a little while ago. This was at at the time I thought this was the biggest song right. of his, but um, it's it's called "If Ever I If Ever I Stray." I think it's called. Um, go listen to it. Click the link in the show notes and come on back, and we'll talk I just about it. Just want to let you know we're in my, my hometown right now. My hometown. Oh, nice. Rimasuan. It looks beautiful. Yeah, thank you. It's a highway. All right. Yeah. All right. Go listen. Frank Turner, so unapologetically English. Yeah, seems <laughs> it. He's so what English. A, what a kind of unique voice like this. I, I'm trying to think if there's anybody who sounds like that tone that he has. He's a very different different sound. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird because he's he's got that kind of English folk sound. Yeah. And then as soon as he starts, he, he his voice jumps from singing to like that more punk. Yeah. Yell. Yeah. Yeah. Very, like, organically and very easily. Like, he goes into I, that really. And I got to tell you, like, I was thinking, I could see him in a pub, not obviously playing traditional music, but somewhere in, in England or Ireland, just strumming along and singing this kind of song, and then everybody in the pub knows it, and, you know, when it kind of kicks in at that, you know, at that more of a upbeat punk when the rest of the band comes in. Yeah, the chorus, yeah. Of course, everybody's, like, going crazy singing it together. Like, like, just like you would expect at an Irish or, like, I'm guessing, a British pub. I just, that was the, the vision of that. And I don't know if that's what he is or, that, or how he came Well, up that does it. happen, but it happens, like, at Wembley Stadium. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I sent you a, a concert of I one did, I saw that, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a huge crowd, and they all sang every word. Yeah. He's got a huge, huge following. And I think he said that he was, like, 40 miles away from there like where he lived so so if he plays Wembley why is he playing MGM he's not as big in this country he might not be as big in this country yeah but I mean there are some smaller bands that have played Wembley too yeah like I don't think Wembley is only for you know the Foo Fighters of the yeah, world yeah 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 but uh, <laughs> it's funny because when he first came out with The Way I Tend to Be yeah um, which is how I knew him when you said Frank Turner I was like oh immediately that's the song right, that right, I right. went to um, and I'm sure he'll play that tonight too. Yeah, that would probably that would be probably one of his last songs, I would imagine, because that, isn't that one of his bigger hits in the states? Uh, yeah, I mean, or, or this one. Uh, I mean, he's had he has so many songs on. Like, I was looking through his Spotify today, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy is like, it's like Springsteen, just like a huge catalog. Of really, songs, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so I, I remember that because right after it came out, like I don't even know if it was out six months or anything. I did a wedding. And it's funny because all the weddings I've done and everything, they all blend together. And it's like, like we had a, a guy come and work on our furnace and he was like, hey, we did my wedding back in 2006. <laughs> Do you remember it? Like, no. Yeah, you were the you were the yeah. ones that got married. Yeah, you were right? in the tux, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember this wedding because of that song because it was so unique and it was their last dance and it was in Keene at the Best Western Hotel. Um, and it was a young couple, small wedding, super nice people, but they liked uh, like some alternative type music, something different. And this was their final dance, and I thought, that's cool that they picked something different. I didn't know the yeah. song all that much yet, 
Um, but it made me kind of fall in love with Frank Turner. Like, oh, right, this is cool. So when you said, like, hey, let's go see him, I was like, all right, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, it's a... His song sounds even more fun. Yeah, well, you know, he's got some really upbeat songs that are like this. And, and it's, it's cool because it is that, like, folk stuff with a punk rock edge, but it's not like... It's not like hardcore punk. Like there's, it's a. Yeah, it's kind of like which came first. It's in the between. The egg like it's like so. you can't really compare it to something like Dropkick Murphys, who also do like folk punk, but they're much heavier. Heavier. This yeah. is, this is a different. T- it's it's a little more of the British punk brought into it, right? Yeah. It's, is this is this a genre that other bands are like too? Or I hope so. I need to find more of it. Yeah, because I like I like this. I I I have to say. When you started playing the song, because I, I know, I think I saw this one when I was kind of doing a little research before the show, kind of, you know, the last couple of days. Yeah. But I don't remember it getting that heavy. So, so it was a little bit of a surprise when you played it just now. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool because it was different. I it think, a, it I does think it's going like, to be like a lot of acoustic sitting around and singing, which is fine. I think it's one of those bands where he plays. He's going to play an acoustic guitar the whole show. He's going to and he's going to have a full rock band behind okay. him. And, okay. and I mean, at least at the, the concert that we watched, it was yeah. Wembley Stadium. So yeah. you know, you pull out all the guns. Yeah. Just like when we went and played the. Uh, that parade in New York City and we were like recruiting people from the middle school to like <laughs> come and carry a flag or something yeah. so we looked bigger so than we, we were bigger, right, right. but uh, right. you know so he had backup <laughs> singers and he had a full band and everything hey can so, you watch yeah hold yeah. this hey can you walk in a straight line yeah, hold this you're in hold this um, banner yeah so I, I'm, I mean I love I love in the chorus and it really is is impactful the first time you hear the chorus when he yeah when he goes from just singing that, that to the yelling. That was surprising. Yeah, if ever I stray from the path I follow, and then he just yells, take me down to the English Channel. And he builds it. He goes up in... in yeah, um, he, his high. He goes up in his goes note, high. in his melody, and he also get, goes up in intensity as he sings it. It's just, it's cool. Um, I really like it, and I'm excited to hear this one, too. It's just, This is the only one that I'll, I probably, like, know the words to. Really? You know, I, I, I'm more prepared <coughs> for the interrupters portion of the show just because I think I listen to a wider diversity of their songs, but watching that Wembley concert yeah, on YouTube, I, was, I mean, I was like, I, I, I need to learn every single one of these songs. Yep. Like, I, they, they were all good. Yeah, and everyone there knew it, too. Watching any show at Wembley will make you do that, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. So... In in reality, I know that we can't play long snippets of songs because we'll get sued and stuff. Could we play? Could you record something live tonight? I could try, but if it if it sounds terrible, then I won't include it. Okay. But I'll I'll try recording. I'll try recording a, a snippet of each of these songs. Right, that's what I was wondering. Um, and then we can maybe share them if, right. if they come out okay. okay. Um, before before we sign off for until after the show, um. I want to make note of two things that I thought were interesting. So, and I told you about these earlier. Yeah. Um, I was looking at my memories on Facebook today, and I oh, yeah. sh- I shared a post that was a an advertisement for a a, sh- a concert in a, it was either Boston or Providence, probably probably Boston, uh, and it was Flogging Molly and the Interrupters, <laughs> and my caption was "Take all my money," yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't end up going to that show because I'm cursed and I'll never get to see Flogging Molly. Yeah, you'll never see but that. it's funny that. Today, one year ago, was the day that I, you know, was posting about Hilarious wanting stuff. to go see the Interrupters, and now we're going tonight. And who, now, who was headlining? Flogging Molly. Well, it might have been a co-headline, okay. like like this one. <laughs> uh, and then the other one was uh, one year ago. Yesterday is the day that we got tickets for the Boston Strong concert. 
Oh. Not one year ago. Not one year ago. Like yeah, 10 years 10, ago. 12 years ago. I think right, it was 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yesterday. <clears throat> really? Yeah. And that and that was a show that we went to together, too. And that was yeah. pretty awesome. So well, I'm so psyched that we're going to a show again. I haven't done this with you in a long time. Yeah. And I think you're really going to like this venue. It's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to see it's that. It's really, really cool. And so, it made me go and look at all the different bands that are coming up because I wanted to go. Like, I, I'm just interested in the venue as I am the show kind of thing. It's a beautiful And thing. I'm going to walk around. I want to go, go check it all out and see it and all that stuff, too. But, like, all right. Who else is coming? Because they've actually had some really good. Right. Like when they first opened. I think the second the second um, performer was Bruno Mars. Like what? Right. It's you know? a legit concert. I mean, like, we what? saw the Gaslight Anthem there, yeah. and it was one of the first shows too. That might have been the first. And it was the it was just so clean. <coughs> it's going to a concert venue, especially like going to a punk show at a clean venue, <coughs> is so weird. <laughs> Oh really? Oh, you mean clean, clean like cleanliness? Yeah, it was just like, like sound wise. Oh, that too. Be, it sounded it's supposed amazing. Supposed to be built specifically for rock music. Yeah, it sounds yeah. really good. It's really clean. There's a lot of seats. Uh, it's well kept. And uh, the only complaint I had was the merch table because like, you got to go like outside of the room and down into the foyer. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, to get to the merch table, which was kind of a pain. So everybody. Crowded around the merch table in the beginning, right, and then at the end, yeah, and there was there wasn't really much of an opportunity to go back there during the show. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see how it goes, but um, we'll post some stuff on Instagram, and we'll get some recordings from nice. the show tonight, and then we'll see how it goes, and then we'll we'll sit down in a couple days and you know after we can reflect on it and then have a, a more in depth conversation. All right? It's a little different type of show. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, for and sure. By the way, the last show we did with Ozzy, that was awesome. Yeah. Chris Oz, yeah. That was awesome. He's such a good guy. He is. Got some good feedback about that one, too. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Good. Awesome. He's such a good guy. That was really, it was really interesting for me to, as a, an observer to step back and watch you two interact. Like, you got to do that more with, you know, your memories of the band. Like, maybe have a retrospect of Kingston 530 and stuff, because it was really interesting to get little snippets of that. Yeah. You know, so it's good. All right. Well, we're off to the show. We're almost there. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you in a couple days. <laughs> hey, did you notice that one of the songs that we did for the Interruptors was about werewolves? Oh. Werewolves are <laughs> All right. Hey, we're, you want to get right into it? Yep. We're back. Hey. We're back in, in, the, in the now. Living in the now. Wow. We went back in time. So let's talk about it. That was a safe it. drive, by the way. We were fine. We went right down 93. You could you could do that drive with your eyes closed. Yep. Once you got on 93. Yep. I've done it with my eyes closed. <laughs> Although I did have to direct you around uh, the the ramps getting onto yeah. Sturro Drive, because yeah. that's all different. It's all brand new, right around the, the Zakem and stuff like that. But it was nice. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy so, and an easy-o. Yeah. So uh, the three, I, I described, someone asked me how the show was the next day, and I described <laughs> it uh, with, you said it was the three L's. It was long, it was loud, and it was late. Yeah. <laughs> Which and, is not the and, not bad thing. And things. really <laughs> interesting too. It was it was interesting. Linter yeah. interesting if you want to put it with an L. Um, <laughs> we were in on the balcony. Yep. In like the third row of the balcony. Second. Second row of the balcony. And um we were all the way on the left side. So if you're looking at a ba a normal concert venue, right? They got those big like half circle speakers in the top Hang corners. The ceilings, yeah. Those were directly in front of us. Right. <laughs> Right. So it was really loud. Well, the first guy, um, what was his name? Chuck Reagan. Chuck Reagan. Chuck. He was loud. Yes. He was a screamer, you know? Yeah. He was a screamer. But the other ones didn't seem as 
Well, they were better balanced. Too. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you have a full band, it it balances yep, out more. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was it was loud. Now, just if you don't know, it was at the MGM Fenway, uh, which is a pretty new venue. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. It's <sighs> I, a really I, I nice. Say it, even, it opened less than a year ago, wasn't it? Like last fall or something. Was the I went and saw the Gaslight Anthem there September. Yeah, probably September, October. And I think that was the second or third show. Bruno Mars, I think, opened it and stuff. But and big Bruno I mean, Mars opened. Yeah, five five thousand is it? Is it? I don't know. But good size. It's a good size. But so good it's size. not small. It's not like a House of Blues, but it's set up similar to a House of Blues type of a setup and um, more seats built specifically for concerts and just yeah. great, great, great acoustics and, and great, beautiful, clean, nice. I'd say probably where we were, we probably had the worst spots for the sound. And it was still good. And it was still good. Yeah. It was still really good. Um, surprisingly not sold out. Yeah, there were a lot of empty seats. I was surprised, yeah, especially uh, with two headliners. Yeah. And Frank Turner, apparently, we did not know this, has this just massive, rabid, rabid following yeah, yeah. in Boston, yeah. uh, which I did not know. But like these people were nuts. Every song, every lyric, every word. Yeah, yeah. Great, yeah, like was hanging it? on. The people in front of us were like, he came out on stage and they were like fainting, they were like falling over themselves. Yep. Um, it was cool, yeah, it was awesome. It's cool to see. So, uh, initial impressions, I guess, let's we don't need to talk about Chuck Reagan because we didn't really talk about him initially. Okay. And we don't, yep. we don't have any of his songs or anything. So, I guess we can talk about well, the interrupters <laughs> first, right? Is that the one we did first? Do you remember when we went back in time? Yes, I don't, I think, so. I think it was, um, yeah, yeah, but. First off, disappointing because you've always hyped up Largy and Grace. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. I want to I want to see her and see everything else. And, you know, I have a book, which I have not read yet, but uh, that you gave me. And yeah, you got to read it. It's really I'm going to get it back to you. But um, so I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. And I thought it would be, be an opera. So now instead of having four bands, now it's down to three. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's going to start earlier and oh, right, and yeah. get out and everything else. But, um, you know, it was a little disappointing that, that she wasn't there. I don't know what the circumstance were. I don't even know if it all came out and stuff. But. Um, and then for me, I mean, I went into it in a very different way than I usually do anything. You know, anybody who knows me is like, oh, you know, you, you're going to visit, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'll do like research well enough in advance so I know what to look for. I'll know what to listen for and I'll know what, what songs and everything else. And Sean actually sent me a, a really cool video of um, Frank Turner playing Wembley, I believe it is. Yeah, it was the full set at Wembley That I started Stadium. watching it. It's like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this yet because i don't know i don't know anything about this guy stuff. So i know one song you know that was it was mm-hmm. fairly um, and i will say this the set that we saw was very different it, not like okay different songs per se but like the performance was different than the it Wembley was show. okay but in the, what the way Wembley show was you know ten, probably like 10 years ago too, yeah in so. what way uh much more heavy punk kind of a lot more electric stuff yeah. going on in so, the show we went to, so, so picture this that i know one song the way it tend to be is the name of the song Actually, I was telling I was telling Sean I think on the way in, or um, was certainly part of the conversation that it was um, the final dance. It's funny because the, the, the hundred thousand years I, I'm doing DJing, you know, I, I kind of forget they all morph into one, you know. But you you remember certain jobs and certain songs yeah. and certain moments. I think and stuff. you did tell this on the. I did, yeah, and and one of the um, one of the things I remember that it was there was this really cool last song that they that this couple chose, and it was up in Keene, and it was Frank Turner. And it was, you know, the way I tend to be, which is really, you know, showcases his unique voice. It's a, he has a different sound and everything else. I'm like, okay, I know that song. So I'm, and it, it's kind of acoustic-ish. And I'm thinking like, okay, he's going to be sitting on a stool, 
you know, he's headliner, you know, and I'm thinking like, and I knew a little bit about the interrupters and stuff and I knew that they were high energy. And if they're going on first, like, how's he going to kind of top that, you know? (laughs) So, so fast forward, the interrupters were crazy good, crazy fun. Um, Crazy good. Basically not one moment that they sat and, and just, you know, and, and, and stood in front of the mics. It was running all over the stage. Like you, you would expect a, a yeah. If they weren't singing into the mics, they were, dancing and running back and forth on the stage twirling or whatever yeah 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 um just it was gleeful if that's a word yeah it it was so it was such a like fun high energy but like high positive energy like it was just such a happy air in 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 that room one point at the tail end of one of their songs or maybe and this is built in i think into into what they've done for years um is hallelujah you know the the mm-hmm. classical and yeah they, they did like the first verse of hallelujah and it was um hallelujah. that was that was the quiet one spotlight uh her and the the guitar player sitting down but other than that it was high energy and again the crowd if, if we were we had a great vantage point on the third on the third tier looking down and the whole bottom area was filled at this point mm-hmm. and the crowd was into it even if they weren't uh, interrupt his fans they they were at the end of the night because they were into mm-hmm. it because she made them the, the lead singer made them kind of come along for the ride so. yeah she's a electric oh, man, great woman and like play five foot nothing but all you know a ball of energy just running around so so first off like little disappointment missing laura jane and then and they did start late they started because it was supposed to start at probably, six probably the same time slots that they would have had you know he would have he would have been coming on after Law Jane Grace, maybe at seven, you know, with, with right. Chuck Reagan. But I will say they did play multiple Against Me songs on the house speakers. They did. Between sets and stuff. Oh, okay. So I wonder if that was on purpose because maybe. she wasn't there. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of a, I don't I know. I wouldn't they, be surprised. It, it's, a, it's a very forward thinking uh, concert vibe and, and mentality you get there. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It wasn't just kind of generic. So from that to the interrupters, which was this great surprise, but not new. And I didn't, you know, I, I somewhat expected it. And then Frank Turner come, he had come on and he is a punk show. It's like, yeah, who is this guy? Cause you know, here I am spe- expecting to hear that one song that I knew, which he never played, which I think yeah. is one of his top <laughs> two or top three songs. I'm well, thinking, I think okay, he said his most recent album is meant to be like a, um, as much as close to a hardcore punk album okay, as he yeah. has made. And he played a so lot of those. So he probably yeah. Yeah. wanted to have that. Yeah, you showcase. You, know, you showcase. Didn't want to. Didn't want to pull away from that type of energy for but, these. But it's tour, you know. Right? But it's like you know Tom Petty not playing American Girl. Like you know, it's like what you know, and you don't you don't hear the song you expect. And okay, so maybe he's gonna do it at a higher pace or quicker or, or do something. I mean, we looked at the set list that they were putting out because we had that as a vantage point, and they were it was like long. It was a, yeah. there were a lot of songs listed, but all those songs were like three minutes, four minutes long. And he just blew through that set list. Yeah. Like, we could bop, see, bop, 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 we quick. could see the set list yeah. from where we were sitting and it took up the whole yeah. page. We yeah. were like, that is a long set list. Yep. Like we're going to be here till 1230. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is going to be a long night. <laughs> and it, we're, and we're not young anymore <laughs> to be at a punk show till 1230. He, those days are, are but he not didn't, really he didn't go off script. He didn't do a lot in between songs and uh, talking stuff, a little here and there and stuff. But so he just went from song to song to song to song. And it was again, high energy, positive vibe stuff. And halfway through that, I'm just looking around. I'm saying, I, I kind of like this guy a lot more than I ever mm-hmm. would have expected. Didn't know what to expect. And it was such a pleasant surprise to me because I didn't do my usual research, you know, deep dive into it and stuff. But I went into it with the idea like, I'm just going to learn something tonight and I'm excited that Sean asked too. me like, to go, you know. You know, I I I've been an Interrupters fan for a long time so I I 
knew a lot of their songs and I was excited for their show and stuff. And I, I tried downloading a couple Frank Turner songs, but I never really like actively took the time to like try and get, get into his stuff. Yep. Um, and then the show came around and I was like, Oh, I'm not really, you know, the way that we are, I'm not really prepared for this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was kind of bummed about that, but then, like you said, it was just kind of like, you just let it, let it wash over you. Yeah. It was That's awesome. a good way to put it. And you think about it, we are, we're the goofballs that if you go to a show, you know, and, and the only thing I can equate it to is, is a um, Jimmy Buffett show where people go there for the party. You know, people mm-hmm. go there drinking and pass out and everything else. And meanwhile, Sean and I, like, you know, in the fifth row or whatever, and we're analyzing the music and kind of listening to it and, you know, playing, you know, it in our head. And oh, that's different versions of stuff. Like, we're listening in a very different way, enjoying it, but yeah. we're not stupid about it. We're not getting up 16 times to go to the beer line stuff. Like, we we go as music people. Mm-hmm. So to to let us go and and just have the 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 concert like wash over us it was was that's a risk you know the cool thing about these types of shows too these are the kind of shows that i pretty much exclusively go to at this point in my life really these these like like this kind of genre right and uh the thing about these kind of shows is like these differ from a show like jimmy buffett where it's like these this is not a party people don't come here to party people come here for that like and, and you know there are people like us that go for the music but I think a lot of people go to these shows so they can like feel something and they get that emotional response to screaming the lyrics at the top of their lungs. The and, community. You know, like, yeah, the community. And then even with things like the circle pits, yep. you know, like there's a camaraderie in that whole atmosphere. And it's just this this community of, of people who just I mean, want to feel emotions together. And like, that's what you get. Like, it's not like, you know, the Eras tour is happening right now with Taylor Swift and she's like, they're like 20,000 bucks a ticket and they're getting, you know, 50,000 people in a stadium and then another 50,000 people within a mile radius trying to hear it. Right. Like, right. and that's a, it's a spectacle and it's just this massive, it's like, a, it's a spectacle. That's the word that I would use. That's not what these shows are no, either. Like no. these shows are, it's, it, you go there to feel this sense of community and to, to feel your emotions with other people. And I think that's kind of like what's really cool. And yet about the it. argument is all those 50,000 people at a, at a Taylor Swift show who are really into Taylor Swift or, you know, us, you know, me who's into Springsteen would argue like, I get that at, at that show too. You do. Yeah. And, you and, do. And I'm sure, but, but that's, but looking at it from a whole. Right. Right. That's not what that is. Like right. that, like you go there for the spectacle. Yeah. You know, even a Bruce show, like you go there yeah. because it's this big to do. It's yeah. a big thing. And it's a, it's a big performance a show it's yeah, a big, it's big show and it's big right right but the the theatrics and the whole, and all of that stuff is not there with these kind of shows because they're not these massive huge artists right they're popular enough that they get thousands of people in the room but mm-hmm. you know they're they're not the foo fighters they're they're right. not you know beyonce and, and so an, it's just it's a different feel and it's an amazing connection five feet from the stage to the entire room because he he she, the whole, all the band and stuff, connect with the audience in such a visceral way that it's very, very different. And it's, it's, um, there's no boundaries. I mean, there mm-hmm. are because you have to have safety and all that kind of stuff, but everybody feels like they're really there. And then everyone in that room is having that same experience. There's nobody, you, I don't think anybody's in a room like that with that kind of high energy show sitting on their hands and not really mm-hmm. getting into it, you know? Yeah. It, uh, you know, and, and, classic example of that is like we weren't fans i mean we, we like the music mm-hmm. but it was it brings you along and all of a sudden like okay and I, all i've been listening to is frank turner since i got home you know right. so it, and it's like okay it worked because there was that unwritten like okay i was just part of something very very unique and and it was very cool and and, and, it, and there i was want a more with everybody yeah 
Oh, I wait. liked being a part of can't that. Wait and I want to keep being a part yeah. of yeah. yeah. And, and now it's like one of those things. It's like, you already sent me like, oh, the interrupters are touring with Dropkick Murphys. Like, right. wouldn't that be a show to go yeah. to? Like, right. now we got like, damn it. Yeah. Now we got to go see them every time they're in town. Now we got to go see Frank Turner every time he's yeah. in town. And now I'm going to be broke. Time like, and money. Yeah. You know, I'm going to see the Gaslight Anthem in like next week. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, what? we don't have, we don't have the money for this. But, um, but I mean, were you just as, as surprised by like, like, uh, and did you think it was going to be like more of a, he was going to do acoustic and stuff like I this? I thought it was going to be more folk. I, I knew that he had a full band I, and, but I thought it was going to be more like, um, like the stuff that you hear on the album, like the song that we did, if ever I stray, yep. um, which I'll get, I can do a little preview of it here. Forgive me someone for right. I have sinned and I know not where I should be. Right. And he, I mean, this is when it kicks in. So that's not fast punk, heavy, no. distorted guitars. Like no. that's what I was expecting it to be. A lot of right. that stuff, but it was it was heavy, man. They rocked hard. He, he took that to a level hundred times yeah. heavier. Than and you that. know what? Here, let me let me play the clip from the from the show. We we took a clip of each of the shows that we each of the songs that we talked about at the show. Um, so you can kind of hear what what it sounded like. It's not again not the greatest recording. It's from a cell phone at the third level of a concert venue. Right, but right, but you can hear um, the crowd and you can. But hear you can kind of get an idea of kind of what he sounded like on stage. This was one of the songs that he did play his acoustic on, right? Yes. But for more than half the show, I mean, he had a, I don't remember what, what guitar it was, but he had a, a red electric guitar that was, was yeah, heavily distorted notice. and he was yeah. rocking out. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody knew every word, you know, and that one, two, three part. The I think it was a Gibson SG, the one with the horns. Every, Sorry. <laughs> everybody, everybody's arms up in the air yelling one, two, three together and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And circle pits, man. I haven't like it, it's so cool being up on the top row and looking down when they're doing the circle pits. Explain <laughs> what I that post- is, because I think some people may not know what a circle pit is. It's literally where people, like in a big crowd, run around in a circle, and it just it looks so like cool. From hundreds of people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Right, right. And, and both bands got circle pits going. Yeah, it was two cool. of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like and- a mosh pit where people are just like kind of pushing each other and you know. That it's it's literally like this in unison, they're running around in, in a circle. Yeah, in in to, in um in the beat with the music as well. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's and same. dancing same. and like rocking out. And it's yep. great. It's great. It was fun to watch from up there. Yeah, I will say that because if you're on like the second row, it just kind of looks like a bunch of people moving around. But it was cool to see it from the top. Yeah. So, anything else about just him? Just um, you know, and and the lights and. The sink, you know, with with everything that was going on with you know with the lightings, um, and and the um and the uh, the, the crowd and stuff, it was just, yeah, they had some cool props. It was, it was and like well, these, um, it was well LED done. lights on stage and yep. stuff. Like it was well done. The whole the whole show was um, it, and it was it all felt, like you said, it felt it was, big, it was even though it was positive. small, and it felt big even though it was small. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Okay. It, it was really positive too. Like when he's talking in between, he's all about like 
we're here together and I need you to, if you know the words, what, what did he say? I think he said, uh, oh, I loved it. Yeah. He had the same rules that we do. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to be at the very beginning. Send him a shirt. <laughs> I know. Oh, I should. They, he came out, they played one song because they came out and immediately started playing a song. And then after that, he said, I only have. And like, it was a in your face, like get everybody going song. Yeah. And, and they, he said, I only have two rules at my show, right? If, if you know the words. If you know the words. You have, you must. You have to sing them you like, must, as loud as you, you can. You must with an English you accent. Must, you must sing them as loud as you can. And then the second one, uh, he said it a little bit differently, but yeah. he basically said, don't be a dick. Yeah. That's yeah. what he said. Don't, yeah. don't be a dick to dickhead, each other or something said. like yeah, that. Dickhead, he said. Don't yeah. be a dickhead. That's yeah. what, yeah. Instead yeah. of saying, don't be a dick, he said, don't be a dickhead. So if they're, you know, if uh, which I think a... is a very common English, uh, yeah, if you don't, if you're doing an, the um, the circle pit, you know, pick up. You know, if you if you're having fun and you not and see somebody down, you pick them up. You know, yeah. You, everybody's you know nice to each other. We're all respecting, and that's caring that each other, the music, of, and you know, and don't be a dickhead. The, that's that the only other crap. rule I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sean and I looked yeah. at each other and said, "That's us. That's don't us." Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> I know. I got to get one of our shirts that says that says our our kind of it's out closing. It's on slogan the, on it. It's on the uh, the Teep Spring site. Yeah, um, for sure. So, so I have to say, um, I was a little cerebral while watching it and just kind of taking it all in and watching Sean and watching the crowd because we were above it all and stuff and just kind of looking around. And I'm thinking like, this is cooler than I expected. This is better. And then I started thinking like, okay, I can see, and this is this is a long way to explain it, but Springsteen, who who is obviously one of the favorites for both of us, um, is now on his second leg of his tour and he's doing European um, concert venues, outdoor like festivals now, huge. Yeah. But he's also having two or three bands that, that are opening up for him. Yeah, that's new. Huh? It is, it is. And I, I think part of it is he wants to expose his crowd to a younger demographic, you know, on mm -hmm. stage and stuff and vice versa. Um, like there was a show yesterday in Italy or was it in Rome or maybe it's the Paris show or whatever. And there was a there was a guy playing out there, one or two guys, you know, playing, and he was off to the sidelines. You see a shot, a couple shots of Springsteen, like you know, looking in, watching these guys and laughing. And yeah, I know. Like at festivals and stuff, he's always backstage, yeah. just watching the bands yeah. that are and, playing, and and very Which supportive, cool. very supportive. Yeah. So even without knowing that was happening yesterday or the day before, I'm in the show two weeks ago, uh, however long ago the yeah, the concert was, um, thinking like. I can see Springsteen and like like Steve Van Zant on the sidelines, you know, on, on the, the side of the stage, watching this guy and thinking, "This guy's pretty good. This guy's good. Mm -hmm. I like his music." And it's, it's even though it's a very different genre, like getting into it and liking him. And then, and again, it, it, and I knew this, but I didn't. When the whole tour was, uh, was announced, I don't know months ago, when everybody was scrambling, just like Taylor Swift tickets, to try to get tickets. They announced that during the European leg, he's going to have some openness. Well, one of his openness is the Dixie Chicks, who's now called the Chicks. Right. And this guy called Frank Turner, which, <laughs> so I knew that a, a month ago, two months ago, but I yeah. didn't pay attention to it because I wasn't planning on going to Frank Turner's show. And I kind of knew a little bit about Frank Turner, but I just, I just skipped right over it. Well, yeah. here I am thinking without even that connection still thinking at the show, like, I think the Springsteen would love this. And then as I got home and I started looking at some things, I realized, and I was looking at some videos of Frank Turner, and I was, you know, doing some of that, I realized, like, wait a minute. And I put two and two together like an idiot that I should have <laughs> months ago or yes, during the show or whatever. And, and, and it's going to happen. So since I've been home from the concert, 
I'm working on the yard, going for a walk, and like this, and I have my earbuds in stuff. Like I've been listening to some Frank Turner, and there's one song that and I know you don't dig as much. You don't like it as much the hear ye, hear ye, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, uh, it was rock and roll. It was good. It was good live. That was right. one of the big, it's, like really energetic songs. Yeah, it's, live, it's a cool song about you know who'd have thought that you know what what keep us all together was was rock and roll, and it, you know it's kind of a tribute also to some of the you know we see mentioned Jerry Lee Lewis and stuff like this. Yeah. Picture this, Sean, during a Springsteen show. When he when Frank Turner opens, when he plays that song, yeah, who comes out from the side of the stage? Maybe, yeah, would, that would be cool. Wouldn't that be an appropriate song to yeah. sing? Um, or vice versa, you know, kind of have him come on out and do you know one of the songs. So it just it seems like it, there'd be a good match, and that's without even knowing that there was a Springsteen connection or that I would like it for other reasons and stuff. Because um, that's how I got into um, Brian that's Fallon. Right. Brian Fallon yeah. and found Gaslight Anthem because he came out with Spring Scene a couple of times and he's from New Jersey and stuff. But um, it was like putting two and two together and it, it equaled three all of a sudden. Like, oh, I missed that part. How, yeah. you know, how, how come? So it was it was kind of cool, like having that experience during the show and yeah. putting it all together. I might have even said that to you at the show, you know, that um, I can see that happening. Yeah. So um, that's right. why it was well, cool. I don't want to go for too long because we have the other recordings too, but yeah. I want to talk about the interrupters a little bit. It, the thing with the interrupters show is it, it was, it, it, 100% met my expectations. Did it? Like it was exactly what I thought it was going to be and what I hoped it would be, which was great because it was just so much fun. And they sound so good live. Like they sound exactly like their recordings. Yeah, you know? more, more than Frank Turner. Frank Turner sounds a little yeah. more laid back and stuff like this, a little more acoustic. They sound just like They're very the tight and dialed yeah. in, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think they're a good match for the Dropkick Murphys on that tour. I think that'd be a yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, they toured with Flogging Molly last year. Yeah. Um, and, so and this they, was, and they co co headlined with Frank Turner, right? So there yeah, were some nights where Frank Turner would have the middle slot, and they would they would close it out, probably, or I don't know, maybe they just, just, they, just how they played longer do. than Frank Turner. Yeah, so which they played an hour, but, and, but he played more according, songs. I think. Yeah, that, that according to that set list, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the song that we looked at was "Raised by Wolves." Goes like this. Just kidding. Um, goes like this. Did you pick it because of that? No. <laughs> you got my letter. You read it twice. Short breaths. Long sides. Such a cool voice. Might be a liar. Might be a drunk. But nope. I forgive nope. you for your giving. That's well, not the interrupters. That's Joan Jett. Nope. It, she sounds just like Joan Jett. <laughs> I know. Um, but what's cool in the recording that we did, I mean, this was one of those ones. The chorus of the song, you can hear the chorus of the song. My life was shattered. And my heart's got hold. It's the perfect tempo for jumping, right, at a show. Yeah. And it's one of those songs when they were playing the chorus, the whole crowd was going up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's cool. And again, the, recording the vantage that we did, point we had that we can see it all yeah. from on the floor. And yeah. in the recording that we did, we caught a really cool moment because right before they go into the chorus, all the music drops and there's a one beat, like one bass drum beat right before they start the chorus. And on that beat, you hear the crowd just yell. They just go, woo, it's really cool. So I'm going to play that. See what I mean about sounding exactly like the record? Right here. We were jumping. I 
think before they started it, they said they told the crowd to howl with them. <laughs> yeah, which they didn't. I was surprised. No, yeah, there wasn't. I thought that a, would be a big moment. You know, it seemed like yeah. a perfect example of them to kind of get out there and, and yeah. yell, everybody yell that stuff, but it didn't. I happen. just love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I mean, that was like, it, you can't really hear it on there, but that was the whole crowd yeah. doing stuff like that. And I cool. wonder if the people who have followed them for a while, have, if that's like, a given at that part every time they sing that song or something like that that she did it one time yeah. or they may i don't know maybe they have a live recording of them doing it. i mean oar would have some of that stuff and you people know would uh, sing pe- the live pe- version people would sing the live version or sing the echoes or something like that you know right you know and i remember that uh, that very distinctly like it wasn't even part of the original thing but they would sing it that way because that's the way they heard it on the live album i wonder if that's part of it as well but that, yeah, that was maybe. cool and again you know rabid following you know crazy amount of people that loved it out there and on the crowd at that point, I think was eighty or ninety percent in. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. entirely full, but the the bottom, the the floor itself, the was floor was pre- full. Was pretty full. G- yeah. GA was full. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised. I thought that show would have gotten closer to selling out. But yeah, just because yeah. there was two headliners, right? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not the Fleet Center. Which what is the Fleet Center? It's the Garden. It's not the Garden. Yeah, eighteen thousand. So it's not as big as that. Well, more than know? that, probably for for a concert. So, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, it wasn't like people didn't come because it was a graduation at BU at Fenway, which was going yeah, on. Yeah, so that was the thing. We <laughs> we had to fight our way through the crowds of yeah. of uh, graduates. Just but it to wasn't get like people didn't come and you know they they ate the tickets stuff like this. It just it was surprising how many seats were still were still yeah. available. But yeah, it was an awesome show though, and I think we are both solid fans now yeah just surprising and chuck reagan was great too he sounded really good too i just i don't know him as well um, i guess he's got a uh, a boston history he uh they said he played in some um yeah classic uh punk bands went back at the, at the rat skeller and stuff like that back in on commonwealth ave when uh, the rat was big um yeah hot water music hot water yeah vocal vocalist and, of the band hot water music and, and there are people there that knew him from that yeah and didn't didn't um Chuck Turner say that he opened for Chuck Reagan one time. Frank Turner. Frank yeah. Turner. Yeah. Did, did he say that? Yeah, I think so. They do. There's a lot of that stuff. Like I said, when I went to see the Gaslight Anthem and Against Me opened, they talked about how the Gaslight Anthem opened for Against Me on one of their earlier tours oh, right, years right. before. That's Laura when, Jane Grace. Yeah. Laura yeah. Jane Grace is yeah. against me. Yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of uh, support within that community of, yeah. of bands, right? And then someone gets bigger and all of a sudden they bring them back on. Well, it's like Ozzy said in our last episode, you know, someone breaks free and you all rise together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But no, good. uh, And and her uh, energy was just infectious. She was great. She was. And then when you posted video on, it was Instagram or or something, um, you got an immediate like like from them too so yeah they, they were attention. sharing every everything that people were posting they were like sharing in their stories and stuff and liking everything they think they just went through after the show the next day or whatever and was yep. just like liking everything which is cool yep. so they, they were obviously connected with their fans oh yeah i mean at, yeah, the, sure. at the tail end of this show like you know they went backstage and got a, like a basket and I, I don't know if they were pins or if they were yeah picks probably or pins something. Or, they, they looked, were handing they them like out pins, they went into the, the crowd and were handing them out to people and Shaking yeah. the hands and, and stuff. And the bass player was throwing out picks throughout the whole show. Yeah. Yep. And stuff. And yeah, they didn't it, reach the third the third tier though. Too much. Huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't make it up here. Some of the confetti did though. Yes, it did. They did shoot confetti cannons. Okay. 
So um, I, I, I know this is a different episode. We didn't really dive into the songs per se. It was more of a concert review, which we don't do a lot of because we don't go to a lot of concerts, especially together. Yeah, but um, it was just a unique experience that we had. Yeah, it was cool that we were able to go and, and kind of get our pre-concert impre- uh, you know feelings and then yeah. our post-concert feelings, and uh, you can kind of see in real time how putting on a great show wins you fans. You know, yeah, it worked on us. They 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 got us. So. Yeah. And and the uh, the funny thing is, like, as we were getting ready to drive and leave, Sean said, you know, here's what I think we should do. So it wasn't like we were playing that either. All of a sudden he said, you know, as we're leaving, you know, Chester and Derry and starting to get on the highway, he's like, okay, let's record us talking about, you know, certain songs. Like, oh, oh okay, I'm driving. Sure you want to do yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, if I had planned that ahead of time, <laughs> I would have brought my, my Zoom H5 hand recorder with you know lapel mics or something we would have had much better quality yeah <laughs> been much more prepared but it was kind of an on the fly thing we were like yeah it's fine we're gonna be in the car for an hour yeah uh just talking about this concert we might as well, well record why did little. you select those two particular songs because i knew they were going to play them you definitely knew they because yeah I mean, those, those are their the, those are big songs right are they they're popular like if okay. ever i stray was was probably i think probably one of his biggest singles was it? okay all right and i think Raised by Wolves is their most recent single, so I knew that they were going to play them. So I wanted to make I like my favorite song by the Interrupters is the one that I kept. Cap- I captured a video of Fiona singing, my daughter, my three year old. <laughs> which is called "Got Each Other," and it's a song they they recorded it with the band Rancid. They do play it sometimes. But I wasn't not always. I wasn't sure. It's not. It's an older one, and it's not oh, one. Okay. I don't I know if it was on some of the recent set lists. So I was like, I'd love to talk about that song, but I want to make sure I pick one that I know they're going to play. Yeah, that's know? a good point. Good play. Yeah. So, well, yeah. and I would have picked that other one, and they didn't even play it. You know, the way it make, you make me. Yeah. The way it makes me feel like they didn't even play that one. Like, oh, right. I would have. The two <laughs> big songs that I knew were the two that we talked about: "If Ever I Stray" and the um, "Rock and Roll" one. Yep. Was that one called? I don't know. I I don't love that one as much. Yeah. I really since, I still believe since seeing the show. Yeah. Since seeing the show, I really like the song Getting Better. Yes. Um, which was that must be a new single that they were promoting on t shirts and stuff. Um, I just really like the words in it and I, I it's a really good song. I've been listening to that one a lot. So Yeah. Yeah, he has a lot of good songs. He it looks yeah. like he's had a lot of collaborations as well. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff but yeah. And then I, I posted um that I still believe I think a live version wasn't the version that we saw. Although I, I wonder if some of those versions are going to come out on YouTube. Now we can check and see if there's going to be anything from the, uh, the I Indian think show. that that song from our show is on YouTube because I looked to see if they were maybe oh, better it? better sounding recordings oh, okay. of the yeah. songs that we did, but no one did either of those songs. <laughs> okay. Right. But there are some videos from that show that we went there are. to. Okay, I have to go check it out. And I posted it on, on, our, uh, on our, our site and uh, a few people who said, I've never heard of it, but I like that a lot. You know, who is this guy and stuff? So it's so the same thing. Yeah. No, well, it was good. I'm glad yeah. we went. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Um, it was fun. All right. Yeah. I think that's that's it. So you know, uh, make sure you check us out on all the places. Find us on. Well, we'll if we haven't, I think we shared some videos from the show. But if we didn't, I will share some on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and okay. uh, so people can kind of see what we're talking about. And then, you know, buy stuff to support the show. <laughs> Get that awesome T-shirt that says uh, "Don't be a dick on it," <laughs> or "Deep in the cheese," or "Lost in the sauce." All of our fun little catchphrases that we've developed. We, we should put some pictures of people who have been wearing that stuff and sending our pictures out. Like, remember, we still have that one from Liberty Devito. He has the "Don't be yeah. a dick." Yeah, 
on it. Oh, you're not listening, maybe. Yeah, I know. I wish we could get pictures from Rev and his shirts. We yeah. gave them some shirts yeah. too. So, um, th- that's just you know these these podcasts are not free to produce. We do pay for hosting fees. We we I spend hours and hours editing and and preparing and all this stuff. And it's just it's it's uh it's something we love to do, but you know it does cost us money. So if you want to help support us and and keep the show going. That's one way to do it, and we really appreciate that. So, absolutely, uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next month with more songs, and uh, remember to stay hydrated, listen to good music, and don't be a dick. We will talk to you next time. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah, we'll change it for this one. (laughs) It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.